Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Come on, how you doing? Listen, listen, you can't be acting like someone just broke up with you. Come on, listen, come on, listen. We are so excited about um, what God is doing here. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Um, Man, it's a really sobering week this week. You know, just hearing about some stuff here uh, with what is going on in Arkansas. Obviously, we've all been in tune. Uh, And I just want to... Man, I want to share my heart with you. I am going to do my best to try to stay in this box because we are having to live stream this stuff. And I am so excited for everybody watching. But 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 here's the thing is, um, so if you see me kind of, uh, I, I may have to get back in the box here a little bit. Uh, it is just so hard for me um, because I'm just, a, I, I, I want to connect with you so well. Um, I got a lot of stuff in my heart. I got a lot of stuff in my heart over the, what's been going on. I got a lot of stuff in my head. And so I'm going to preach, and then I'm going to rant. Then I'm going to preach. Then, then I'm going to rant. And, um, and so, you know, I, I think this, um, you know, as a believer, we are driven by eternity. We are not driven by fear. That's the premise. Believers are driven by eternity rather than fear. And um, I think that this could be an incredible moment for the church. I do. I think it could be an incredible moment for the church because we don't process like people who have no hope. We don't. Jesus told us there are two great commandments. Luke chapter 10, 27 says... um, and he answered, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord God, come on, with all of your heart, your soul, your strength, and your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor, come on, as yourself. So as much as you love you and want to take care of you, you are to love others at that same, listen, level. I believe that if we manage our hearts and we manage our minds, we are going to be able to walk through this, come on, and live wiser and better. Wiser and better. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of of information out. And in the coming days, let me just say this. um, Listen, it was a big, it was a big decision to have church. And, and, and Katie said it today. She said, either we've seen people have fear or we've seen people have pride. So the fear people, which we're, we're talking about two extremes. Okay? So I just want to talk about this a little bit. It's very easy to get fearful, lock yourself up, go buy a, a, a million toilet paper rolls, and, you know, just be totally scared of what's coming. Um, the other side is pride. Well, bless God, I'm a believer. And before you, look, we all, how many, anybody came through the 90s? 
Anybody come through the 90s? Like every TV show in the 90s was of a crazy Christian family that wouldn't take their kid to the doctor. Like that was the narrative of every TV show, crime show in the 90s. We are not that. The truth of the matter, two years ago, I got in a wreck and I was real grateful, real grateful for doctors. Real grateful that they could put some stuff back together again. Come on, does that make sense? And so we are uh, navigating this concept. And so we, we know that around the 70s, there was this outpouring. Holy Spirit fell. And people were just like believing God, throwing caution to the wind. And they were a little bit over in their faith pursuit. And so we came back this way. Because here's the, here's the deal. Science and faith are not in opposition to each other. God, listen, scientists have only discovering what God created. Does that mean? So, so as a believer, we are not against science. We are for science because we believe that when you trace it down, you're going to find a creator. You're going to find intelligent design. You're going to find that this is not all an accident and there wasn't some combustion millions of years ago. We believe that you're going to find God. God. Okay, does that make sense? But now I feel like we're on the other side. Where if we're not careful, logic will be the thing that we all agree with. And if it's not if it's not logical, then we're stupid and we're dumb and we're and, and and so here's the thing is I don't read any stories from the Bible of great faith that were logical. Moses held up a stick and the water parted. Joshua had his armies go around the walls of Jericho and they fell. Does that make sense? And so if we're not careful on this side, it's faith, it's God, it's Jesus, and come on. And our favorite verse is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and wherever there's a house on fire, we want to run in. Because we want our story. On the other side is logic. And if it's not logical, and before we know it, faith will be four steps down from logic and w scientists and, 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 and government will more determine what is right for us, come on, listen, than what God says. And I think that there is a balance and I want to talk about that um, today. The reason I wanted to meet today is because I don't know how long. Let me just say this. If you know a pastor and they shut down their church, our church is not going to judge. We're not going to condemn. We're not going to, you know what I'm saying? I love that you came here today, but your pastor and your leader is trying to make the best decision they can out of love. And so we're not going to, I can't believe my church. Stop. Stop. Okay? On the same token, 
We're not so scared. I'm expecting us to still connect with people and go go and do smaller life groups and do coffee and connect with people. I mean, life is not going to stop. And the truth of the matter is, this is not the last virus that we're going to face. This is not the last adversity that we're going to face. There is going to be other things, and we're going to navigate through this. Come on, listen, with faith. Does that make sense? For us, my job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So here is the ministry that is before us. The ministry before us is that we are going to speak faith, we are going to live in hope, and we are going to give help to others. That's what we're going to do. And so I am asking you to lean forward, come on, and to make sure that we are speaking faith. We are speaking faith. With all that we do, we are speaking faith. The next thing that we're doing is we're, we're, we're living with hope. How's it going? Are you, is everybody, you good? Okay. Um, and then the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to uh, give help to people. We're going to give help, no matter what, to people. Now, I can't promise you that every Sunday we're going to meet. I can't promise you that. We're going to listen to the CDC. We're going to listen to the people. We're going to listen to the local officials. We're going to listen to people. Right now, schools are still meeting. The majority of public schools in northwest Arkansas are still meeting. And so if they can go to school, we can go to church. Does that make sense? Come on. And so we, we are doing that. But it may change. But let me just say this to you right up front. This building is not the church. This building isn't the church. Come on. How many of y'all were with us before we moved over here? Come on. We had a little smaller building. We had one bathroom. We were so excited. Come on. We made the move. Like, like here's what I'm saying. The house and we are the church and God is doing so. And it's not this building. It, in Acts, they used to, they used to um, meet in small homes and gather together. And so here is the thing that I want you to know is that we are going to still gather together at some level, at some point. We are going to meet. We're going to break bread. We're going to do until we, until we see what all unfolds. Does that make sense? And so we want you to stay hooked up to our social media. We want you to stay. If you're not getting our emails, we give out emails, and we're kind of keeping you up to date. And every Every day as this thing changes, we're going to um, keep you up to date with what is going on. Here is my assignment today. Fear cannot trump faith. We have to have faith over fear, and I'm going to talk to you about this. We have to have faith, come on, listen, over fear. Anybody heard the term social distancing this week? Listen. The term social distancing is everywhere right now. Everybody's talking about it. Here's the deal. Social distancing is not a new thing for us. My wife is an introvert. We've been social distancing, come on, for, for a while. Come on, where are my introverts at? Come on. Y'all like, man, this is great. <laughs> you know, it's the extroverts that were like, uh, where's the party? <laughs> come on. Listen, I have been preaching social distancing uh, for the last 20 years, I have been. And, and, and you ready? Here we go. Listen, 
I've been preaching in the ministry that there are some people that you need to distance yourself from. Listen. Now, I'm not going to say no names. Don't call them here. But, I, but I'm just saying, listen. There are some harmful relationships. There are some compromising people, friendships in your life. There are some people who bring temptation into your life that you need a little distance. Come on, listen. You need a little distance from them. And, of course, I'm, I'm having a little fun at this terminology. But um, I think that our uh, medical professionals and our government is using this term because they want us to reduce, listen to this, uh, close contact between people and hopefully prevent the transmission of this virus. Okay? I love this. I love it when the mainstream media... catches the kingdom because here's what it's saying. The truth is our lives affect people. Our lives affect people. We, what we do, what we say, what we, so now everybody's like germs, germs. You can't, you can't get any, we got to do that. And you got to sing the happy birthday five, five times. You know what I'm saying? And there's this idea that everybody now is aware of the capacity that more germs are being spread. That's right. And here's the thing. From us, as far as people of faith, what are we spreading? What are we spreading? Are we spreading fear? Are we spreading hurt? Are we sp spreading negativity? Come on, does that make sense? Are we allowing this thing that's going on in our nation? The Bible says that it shouldn't surprise you. Come on, listen. I, I, and I'm not professing anything right good or bad but i'm just saying nations will rise nations will fall god will do but in it all the kingdom of god will not suffer harm in the sense that it will not quit it will not stop and we as believers listen to this we think differently than everybody else we do here is what i am cautioning you about that social distancing does not lead you to spiritual distancing. Let's talk about it. It's natural for fear and concern to go up when you turn on the news. Come on. Every second, every 15 minutes. Have y'all been watching? Every 15 minutes, there's another interview of someone who's been infected, come on, with this virus. I'm like, where are all the people that were infected, got better, now they're back at work, and they just ran a mile. Come on, does that make sense? Like, where are those stories? Because it's like only the stories that we're getting is, and there was another one, and there was another one. And you're like, ah. But like, where are the people that recovered? I, I mean, I would go for at least, listen, I would go for at least one for one. But there is a little bit of, because they want people to be hyper-concerned about where we're at, we're not, we're not, there are some stories, come on, that people are actually moving through it. People are actually, does, it, does that make sense? Okay, so here's the thing. Is Katie and I went to the grocery store a couple weeks ago. No toilet paper. 
No, so, no, here's the deal. A lot of people, you know, there are some people that look at the church and they're like, oh, man, y'all crazy. But I'm like, y'all the ones buying all the toilet paper and y'all don't even know what end this thing really is affecting. Like, I thought it was respiratory. I mean, Like, we're buying, st- like, and, and so what's happened is we're, we're now seeing where our heart is because we feel safe if we wrap our loved ones in toilet paper. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, there will always be new reports, new viruses, new adversities that will cause fear. But fear will cause you to look at the wrong source and at the wrong place. Fear will cause you, listen to me, to be consumed with what the news is saying and forget about the good news. Church, both fear and faith believe, listen, what they cannot see will come to pass. Both fear and faith believe what they cannot see will happen. And if you're not careful, you will digest something to be informed, but it now has moved past information to fear, and you are now speaking into existence, prophesying into existence, fearing this avalanche of terror that's going to affect everybody in your life. Forty-four years old, I've been sick a lot of times. I've had to take an antibiotic lots of times. I am telling you that even in our body, as people go through this next two months and get tested or find out different information, I am telling you, There is nothing you can do in this world to protect you from life. So you're going to have to navigate it by faith. Does that make sense? Your, your, your kid's on a bicycle. Your, your, your teenager driving a car. It doesn't, like, like, life is going to move forward. I'm not talking about being cautious. I'm talking about being faith-filled. Come on, does that make sense? We believe that God is working even when, come on, the song says, we don't see it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says this, look, without faith, it is impossible, what does it say? Look at this, to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. It doesn't say without logic, it's possible to impossible to please God. It says without faith. Faith. Believing that God is here, believing that God is present, believing that when I go to him, it makes a difference. And when I change my input and my believe the Lord, that there is a reward at the end, come on, of all of this. On the same token, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says this, look. Fear the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. We're going to be both taught and take measures. 
But we are going to, come on, live in faith. Live in faith. There will always be another thing to be scared of for the rest of your life. Come on. In a couple years, my son's going to be driving. At this point in my life, I'm more concerned about that than I am the virus. Come on, somebody. Is that, does that make sense? Come on, can I give a little amen? Like, I'm like, I need some toilet paper around the vehicle. Because I'm more concerned about the 1130 phone call. Come on, somebody. Listen, problems make us run to the Lord. There are some things that are beyond our control. And because we believe, it doesn't mean that we will not face death, deception, or discomfort. Okay? Sure, we all want healthy lives. We all have dreams and aspirations. But, but the truth of the matter is, during this time, you don't want to spiritually distance yourself. Because here's what happens. When adversity happens, we find out what we really run to. All we've wanted over the last three or four weeks is for the media and the information that we are receiving to be honest. Is it as bad as it is? Or is it propaganda? Or is it, and no matter what your affiliation is, you've been asking yourself, okay, what's true? Okay? So here's the deal. If we want everyone else to be honest, come on, believers, can we be honest? Real quick, can we be honest? Because adversity will reveal what our dependence is. What are you depending on? Are you depending on your job? Are you depending on your 10 days that you have off? And now you are super concerned because you've already taken off four because you weren't thinking about the virus. And now you only have six left. And you're like, ah, yeah. come on, does that make sense? So adversity is now revealing something to us. Where do we run when we are afraid and tempted and hurting? We are all vulnerable to know the right theology, but practice fear. If we submit very little to God in our daily lives, listen to this, it's very hard to trust him when adversity hits. See, God says, hey, I'm asking you to give this up for a season. Ah, logic. Hey, I'm asking you to call them. Ah, logic. Hey, I'm asking you to invite them to church. Ah, Logic. Then adversity hits and you're trying to build trust. Abraham. The story of Abraham is that he took his son, his only son, the prophesied son, up a mountain because God said, bring him to me and sacrifice him. Now, I know in our culture, that's totally like foreign, abusive, crazy. But here's the thing. Because of Abraham and God's 
connection. Abraham never thought God was taking Isaac. He never thought one time, this is it, I'm so sorry, I'm walking up the mountain, I'm crying, I'm like, hug, hug, baby, hug. Like he knew, listen, listen, he had stories, does that make sense? Like I've lied about my wife and I said she was my sister and it was kind of an awkward deal and God helped me and he saved me and then God spoke to me and he said, hey, move to another nation and move to another place, where am I going to go? Well, I'm not going to tell you, oh my God. So he built this resume of trust so when the big ass came, he already knew. God was faithful. For all of us, Jesus, when he came and did ministry, come on, listen, here, it was all the time. Man, what you guys think about my father, man, y'all are whack. You're out of it. You don't even know who he really is. You're talking about an Old Testament God when I'm talking about a New Testament father. You guys are missing who God really is. John chapter 14, verse 8 and 9. Look at this. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough. Come on, how many of you have prayed that prayer? Just answer this one prayer, and it's enough. Maybe it was a crazy prayer. Maybe you had a sibling, and you were like, God, just vanish them. For an hour or two. Don't hurt them. Just make them disappear. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Jesus said, I have been with you so long. And you still don't know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. You're asking me to show you the Father. Here's the deal. Jesus, listen to this, was Emmanuel. Come on, listen. God with Say it, God with you are not alone. You are not abandoned. You are not by yourself. God is with us. God invaded earth so that he could bring Jesus to us to walk amongst us. You, come on, are not alone. But here's the problem is as we grow, it's almost like when we get saved, we receive Jesus and we take him because we understand our shame and our hurt and our pain. And we need someone to take that away from us. But if you're going to grow into a believer, there has to be a shift in your mind. And you've got to begin to see things from a heavenly, eternal perspective than of a natural, make me better perspective. Come on, does this make sense? God doesn't see things the way we see things. God doesn't see things the way we see things. And so as we look today, I believe that we should have a correct view of God. And here is what I want you to see. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Look at this. Do not be anxious... For what? Come on, help me now. For what? But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Well, what if it's not good? What if it doesn't feel good? 
What if it's scary? What if it's hard? What if I'm hurt? What if I've been betrayed? I've got a lot of things to think about. There's a lot going on in my mind. I get it. Don't be anxious about anything. Come on, believer. Listen to this. But in everything by prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and guard your mind. Now, we're going to unpack this for just a second. God knows that we're going to fight anxiety. Anybody have moments of anxiety? Anybody ever get almost lose your stuff over someone like not texting you back? It's like, oh, God. It was like, I know it said red. <laughs> it's like it gets real. Anybody, anybody ever get frustrated when you go in? Come on. All you want is a little cranberry juice. You open the refrigerator, and someone has put the bottle back in, and there is that much in there. Come on. And you're just like, what? For real? For real? Well, these are all small little things, but they could be big. You're trying to figure out, what am I really going to do with child care if this thing happens? So see, see big things. Like, what am I going to do with, like, I'm a contract. I do contract labor. And if all of the jobs stop, like, what am I, how am I going to feed my family? See, I'm saying, like, I've invested in the stock market for the last 15 years. And you know how much I've lost over the last week? Like, that was my kids' weddings. That was my kids' Come on, like real stuff. Now, now, you know what I'm saying? Not Cheerios, but now we're starting to go real time. I'm a business owner. I just started a brand new business. I, you know what? I have a clothing store. I have a food store. I have this. And what happens when people don't want to do anything anymore? Listen, God knows that we fight being anxious. But as believers, we have nothing to be anxious about. Here is why I want you to know this. We have a loving Father who cares for us. Listen to this. Whom cares for us. Jesus was sent. Come on, look at, look at this. Let, let, let's go to, can we go to one more story? Go to Mark chapter 4. Go here real quick. We're almost done. Okay. Mark chapter 4, verse 37. We'll start in 35 because I like saying 37 and then doing something else. On that day when evening came, he said to them, Jesus said to them, let us go across to the other side. Okay, we're on a journey with Jesus. We're on an adventure with Jesus. Jesus is telling us to go somewhere, and you know it's going to be great. Come on, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be an adventure. It's going to be miraculous. It's going to be wonderful. Leaving the crowd, come on, social distancing. They took him in the boat just as he was and the other boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking on the boat so that the boat was already feeling. Can I just tell you good thing? Good 
Good boat, good boat maintenance is a boat on top of the water. Bad boat maintenance is the boat underneath the water. Come in. Okay, look at this. Teacher. 38. But he was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion, and they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care? Do you not care? What's going on in our marriage? Do you not care what's going on in the world? Do you not care what's going on in the world? Do you not care that this virus is killing people? Do you not care? Come on, look, look. Do you not care? They are accusing Jesus of being asleep at the wheel, listen, unaware of what is really going on. We are all scared. You asked us to go on this journey. We wouldn't even have gone. Pretty much it's your fault. I've got my attorney. We're going to sue you because it was your idea that you got us into the boat anyway. Come on, listen. Jesus sleep. How? insensitive (laughs) come on how insensitive for him to be asleep on a cushion while his people are scared wet sinking do you think that Jesus was just unaware or do you think that Jesus was in control the whole time and what they were scared about, God was really going to navigate them right through it. Does this make sense? The truth is the waves were coming, the water was filling the boat, and they were getting wet and they were going down. Logic. This is CNN, Fox News. Suppose Messiah had his people in a boat and they are sinking in a sea that's really deep. Come on. I'm not making fun. I'm putting in perspective that you are not the only disciple of Christ that has been scared about what is happening and what you're going through. Come on, does that make sense? You are not the only people in the world, in this book, that have been scared and had to make a decision, do I run to Jesus or do I jump out of the boat? Come on, does that make sense? You are not the only people in faith that had to, come on, make a decision. For us, Philippians tells us we have access to his presence through Jesus' death on the cross. In other words, God is saying, bring me your request. Bring me your request. What is it? What are you praying about? What are you scared of? What's going on in you? I'm not mad it's going on in you. I want it. See, what happens is we all had prayers at one point in time that didn't get answered the way.
that we wanted. I can't tell you when I was seven years old and my parents were going through a divorce, I wasn't even in church. And I don't know how I knew about prayer, but I started praying, God, I don't want this to happen. And the problem is, we as Americans do not know how to process if you say you love me, but you won't give me everything I want. You say you love me, but then you don't intervene every time in the place of my heart. And so here's the thing. I believe that a lot of shift will happen. I believe that people who have been far from God, this experience will draw them in. And I think that there will be people who have been coming to church and checking the box that will be confused about who God is. Does that make sense? For us, here's the thing. The Bible says that when we go to him in prayer, that he will do two things. He will guard your vital organs. He will guard your heart, and he will guard your mind. He will guard your heart, and he will guard your mind. And here's the thing. Why does it need to guard our heart? Because the Bible says that out of the well springs of life, everything comes from our heart. Guard your mind. See, when your heart is right, you're ready to commune with the Lord. When your heart is hard, you distance yourself from him. When your mind is right, you begin to think about other people. This is why I'm going to take care of your heart so that it takes care of your mind so that you can navigate this. The storm is all around you. I see it and I acknowledge it. But here's what Jesus says to them. Where is your faith? Come on, is this good? Where is your faith? The peace of the Lord, listen to this, is supernatural and unexplainable. It is supernatural and it's unexplainable. And so people can ask you, what's going on? And how do you, how are you saying soul control? How are you doing this? It's supernatural and unexplainable. I don't know the income outcome. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where we're going to end up. But I know this, I'm looking toward heaven. I'm looking toward heaven for us. You need to know this is not the only thing and this is not the last thing. This meaning our body, this world, your life spanned. We are navigating through this world to eternity. When you make this the final stop, You've missed everything. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. We Anxiety goes up when we care a lot about our stuff. See, it's not wrong to have stuff, but, it's, but you never want stuff to have you. Americans right now have more stuff in storage than there are McDonald's and Starbucks combined. We got so much stuff, so now everybody's fresh because you know what? Here's the deal. I kind of got in my life, and I kind of, listen, all I'm telling you is this. Pause. 
pray, act, learn. And you're going to navigate through this really quick. Here is my conclusion. Faith over fear is wiser and better. Speak faith. Live in hope. Give to others around you. Van Young, go ahead and come up here. I believe that we're going to hear needs in the next coming days. And here's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to meet a need if you can. The best way to begin to remove all the junk in you is to turn and start helping somebody else. And all I'm asking you to do is do what you can. Do what you can. For us at the house, we're going to help people. We're going to help people. And as long as it is possible, we're going to be open. And then here's what we're expecting you to do. We're expecting if we have to shut this down for a little while, we're expecting you to be on your home know where the live stream is. You're a part of this church. You are this church. And so um, whatever you've got to do to make this a time for your family, but don't drift. Lock in at 5 o'clock every night on Sunday. We're going to watch the live cast, and we're going to talk about it. But figure out a time to keep growing your faith, come on, during this season. The president has asked us to pray. That's what we're going to do. I don't care what political affiliation you are. If, if a Democrat, an Independent, or Republican asks me to pray, if my president asks me to pray, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And so here's the thing. The key today is what's going on in your heart and what is going on in your mind. Because here's the thing. God cares and God sees you. You are not alone. So let's pray. Come on, church. Y'all lean in. Let, let's pray. Come on, believers. Let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we begin to pray for our president, the task force that's been assembled with doctors and, and leaders. God, we pray that there be an answer here for our uh, nation, for the world. Father, we pray right now that, that they would see things that they've never seen. They, 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 God, just supernaturally, it's evident that your hand has been here. God, we pray that this adversity begins to turn homes towards you. God, we pray that this adversity begins to, to, to show us our own blind spots where we've allowed logic to trump faith. Father, we pray for Northwest Arkansas, for all of our families and friends and jobs and co-workers. Father, right now in the name of of Jesus, we believe in the healing power, the resurrection power of your presence. And we ask that the Holy Spirit would remind us when we start to drift, remind us when we get uh, so consumed with the news and the next story that we, we, we are now thinking more about the problem than we are the answer. Come on, if you're here and this last week, your heart has been a little discouraged. Come on, put your hand on your heart. You're trying to navigate this right. 
You're trying to navigate it right. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, touch our heart. Give us the peace that passes all understanding. Flood our heart with your heart. Help us not act like we're abandoned or we're orphans, but that you see us. Father, right now, touch our heart. Come on, if your mind has been focused on all your stuff, on your health, on, on, just, on just you, your, just your sick days, your, your stuff, come on, put your hand on your head, just kind of on your mind. Father, Lord, chain my thoughts to be like your thoughts. God, I know your thoughts are higher and wiser than my thoughts. Then, Father, right now, the, all the information, God, I pray that that would cause me to live wise but not live in fear. Father, Lord, God, right now, I, I begin to speak the mind and the thoughts that you think. Help me see people. Help me see their struggle. Help me not turn a blind eye because I'm so scared and, and concerned about the next piece of toilet paper I have. God, we see people and we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said, come on, y'all stand up with us and worship. Come on. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.